Welcome to Shorts. The part of the show where we regularly interrupt your scheduled programming to bring you content of relative interest. Thanks for listening. Oh yeah. By now you recognize the intro theme to the Anavivo podcast. The number one default theme that comes with all your Roadcaster products. Bum, 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 <laughs> it's, bum, it's actually bum. pretty good. <laughs> I've never switched. So we are using the Roadcaster Pro 2, and this comes embedded in to the hardware, in the software. Welcome back to the Anavivo Podcast. I'm your host, Tim C. Miller, beautiful Woodby Island, joined today by Sizzly Steve, my brother in partner in crime. And uh, today we are doing another short on a trending topic that has continued over a long time. I mean, I, I remember growing up worried that Al Gore was right and that I only had seven years left on this earth to live. Climate change. And uh, they called it, they didn't call it climate change at the time. They called it global warming and a few other um They didn't call it global warming. Interesting they called things. It- did they call it global warming? Yeah, it was an, it, it was the okay. earliest early stages of oh my gosh, we're greenhouse gases. We're creating everyone. the problem, you know, look at the temperatures, look at all this. And so they they miscalculated and really and this will get to the core of it here later in our podcast, they over-politicized it and and let money do the talking and everything else do the walking and um, they took science out of context as we do for our own agendas often. And um, and put a lot of fear in people's hearts. So this was the early 2000s. Well, I think I know where you stand on this. <laughs> early 2000s. And now they've come around and, and they just call it climate change, which get, uh, allows for them to really identify it anyway. Because, yes, the climate changes. So, uh, But that is a trending topic. We see it from all different sides. We see it through the largely the media and the political parties using it as an agenda or talking piece because it is a trending topic um, to instill fear, to get people to vote, to get policies pushed, to get uh, money really um, uh, donated or or granted to certain programs or budgets or um, salaried positions. Well, you know the government's motto, never let a good disaster go to waste. (laughs) Never let a good disaster. Never let something small that could just be nothing be nothing. Turn it into something huge. Yeah, think about how many billions of dollars that they have generated right. towards these programs. Right, and jobs they've created for it and et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, if we could strip all of that away and get to the ground, ground truth of just raw, beautiful, untainted, unvarnished science, we would see that the world is, in fact, changing, as it does in its many cycles and uh, today, with Sizzly Steve, we will be talking about um, some of that. And, and one of the more recent examples is our Nobel Peace Prize uh, winner, the most recent one, denouncing climate change. He, he, they, a, lot of them, a lot of these scientists had been pressured into conforming with the popular opinion and the, the squeaky wheel voices of 
fear that are driving this agenda. But as soon as he received his um, Nobel Peace Prize. I'm sorry. It's not a Nobel Peace Prize. What it's is it? a Nobel Prize. No, Nobel Prize. It's not for peace. Thank you. Um, oh. It, <laughs> the best advanced fellowship among nations. Yeah, anyway, he... he it's a peace prize. As soon as he was awarded <laughs> this physics. Nobel Prize, he... Um, for Yeah, for physics, who was the most recent guy, he uh, he said, yeah, that's a bunch of baloney, bahooky, and uh, let's all please get back to science. So so without further ado, Sizzly Steve, you want to kick us off on the... Uh, Controversial climate, climate change. Controversial topic of climate change. So, yeah. So, let's start off with those Nobel dudes. So, in... <laughs> and, and women. <laughs> the World Climate Declaration, which is a declaration, has been signed by around 300 climate professor, professors, including Dr. John Clauser and other Nobel uh, Prize winners, Professor Ivan Gavier and so forth have all signed this declaration that declares there is no climate emergency. Mm-hmm. Not remotely plausible as a climate, uh, as a global policy tools, uh, climate models are not uh, acting like that. Anyway, so what they're saying is basically, this is all pseudoscience. Mm-hmm. What you've done here is taken you know, research that we're doing on climate change and you're politicizing it into a money-making machine. Right. It's dangerous science that you're doing. And so they've all signed this thing that says, stop taking it too far. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. And so John Clauser, uh, in 2010, back during his Wolf Prize uh, award, awardment ceremony, he said um, that climate change was no real threat, that the real threat was providing quality living to everyone and the energy needs for the world. So he mm. understood mm. we got to get away from fossil fuels and that kind of stuff because it's. It's not renewable. Eventually, it's going to go away. Mm -hmm. But he wasn't saying that the world's going to die if we don't do this. And he was trying to get away from that. Right. And then in 2022, during his Nobel speech, he was cut off while he was saying, climate change science is a dangerous corruption of science that threatens the world's economy and the well-being of billions of people, metastasized into a massive shock journalist pseudoscience. Right. Yeah, he was cut off in the middle of his speech by... I believe it was the International Monetary Fund folks. I could be wrong on that. Um, but there was a lot of money backing people that cut him off from projecting this image of that it's not a threat. We don't need to fear it. Because that's what that's what they want you to do. They want, they want people to fear this, quote, fossil fuels, which is not a real thing. They want us to fear this, quote, global warming and other things so that we can be easier to manipulate, you know, control. Yeah, so that we a. mask up and stay inside. and <laughs> Yeah, we could go down all sorts of rabbit trails. <laughs> and we can't see our loved ones that are dying in the hospital. <laughs> as, as dying. Right, but John Clauser, Dr. John Clauser understands this, as, as you just mentioned, with the housing crisis, with, with the needs of the people. That's the core. Who is on this earth? What is the earth for? What is the, what is all of this for? Is for people. We... We trade one thing over the other, and instead of it's a, it's like a seesaw. Instead of putting people at the highest, being served by the world, and realizing that relationships are the key, and survival and and the core is is growing people, helping alleviate suffering, 
helping uh, orphans and, and widows and, and those less fortunate and destitute. That's the core. But instead of that, people switch that and say, no, 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 people need to serve the earth. We need to protect this spotted owl. We need to protect this sand gopher. We need to protect this gecko. We need to build all of these windmills that cost more in energy to then theoretically get free energy from the wind or whatever. You know, we need to do all of these other pro- pro- projects at the sacrifice of humans so that we can protect the earth. And so they they re missile they they misalign their priorities. And that's, you know, if we if we take this one step back and we we put a spiritual lens on this, we can see that that's exactly what S- Satan and his um and his cohort of of um, demonic activity wants non-Christ followers to do is to not put people first and to put the things of the world first because he knows that that's going to burn. He knows that that's not everlasting. If we can, if he can distract us long enough, we'll be ineffective for the kingdom of God. But, but really, Doctor John Coser has it right. We have to focus on the plight of humanity. The 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 people need to be served, not the other way around. So continue with this climate change. Yeah. So um, let's talk about the difference between climate change and global warming. So yes. Yeah. That's a good one. The international intergovernmental panel on climate change, IPCC is the leading international body for the assessment of climate change. And they describe climate change as a long-term change in the statistical distribution of weather patterns over periods ranging from decades to millions of years. Hmm. It may be change in average weather conditions or the distribution of weather around the average oh, uh, weather around the average conditions, i.e., more or fewer extreme weather events. Climate change is caused by factors that include oceanic processes, variations in solar radiation received by the Earth, plate tectonics, and volcanic eruptions, and human-induced alterations to the natural world. These latter effects are currently causing global warming. And climate change is often used to describe human-specific impacts. So it's really confusing. Nobody knows what anything means. But well, it sounds long-term, is what it's. It sounds like, hey, the world change. could change, and we need a board to let us know that. <laughs> yeah, is the long-term change, whereas global warming is, hey, this is the world's warming up mm. currently, not just the weather's changing, sure, cold or hot. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but in reality, we only have historical weather data for, like, the last 200 years. Okay. So, aside from, like, offshoot accounts of... Random volcanic explosions or whatever. Yeah, Yeah. or, like... Meteorological events. Yeah, a book talks about a flood, you know. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, you're not going to be able to track that. Um, so yeah, so that is their definition of climate change. The difference between climate change and global warming is just climate change is what's happening naturally mm-hmm. over time. Yeah, it's it's interesting to me. I, I've seen this in the real world where a client has literally told me, Tim, I'm not buying that property. Don't look for any properties near the shoreline here on Whidbey because of global warming, because it will flood my... I, I have too much fear that it's going to flood my... Um, flood the house and, you know, I'll have to have FEMA insurance and have to do all this stuff uh, because of sea level rising. And and there's a part of me 
that is like, okay, you're, you're the client. Obviously this is, you know, you need to be able to sleep at night. So obviously we're going to look for something that you're comfortable in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but there's the other part of me that really wants to dig deeper than that and say, man, let's have a conversation about that because I would like to learn where you're coming from with all of this information because. Yeah. Why are it, you so stupid? <laughs> no, <laughs> not that, but, but I mean, if, if you're, if you're thinking that the water is going to rise by a foot, which is what it would take in this particular case. Yeah. In your lifetime, in your lifetime, to you. then you, we're already, we've already got way bigger problems. If the, if the earth is heating up enough to cause the ocean to rise an entire foot up yeah. over the seawall to this thing, you, you've, you're already burning. <laughs> you're, you're something else is already happening. Yeah. <laughs> it's you're, you're not, um, you're not just, you know, waking up, going to bed one night and waking up and your ground floor is flooded. So <laughs> it's just an interesting concept that to, to see that, that there's so much fear that clouds solid science and judgment is, is what is interesting to me. So, so there's, a, I mean, there, and there are some cases you, you, you've got some notes in here about the Maldives. You want to talk about that? There's some cases where there's actually flooding and, and, tides are shifting and water is going is there <laughs> i mean again <laughs> so, climate change not not global warming necessarily but yes over you know the the earth will heat for a period of time cool for a period of time etc cetera, etc cetera. yeah so i did a, i did a deep dive okay um the historical weather data does show that the world has cycled between hot and cold mm. and we're right on track for it going right back to the hot zone um but Flooding, you know, sea level rise, that's like their big thing is like, yeah, global warming is going to melt the polar ice caps and it's not just floating ice, it's land ice. And so when that land ice melts and enters the ocean, it will raise mm. the entire sea level because mm-hmm. it's not already in the ocean. That makes sense. Yeah. So um, that's what they're saying. And their proof is the Maldives. And yeah. so I did a deep dive um, and, and there's some other, you know places where they're seeing sea level rise like Venice Venice. yeah yeah and I did some deep dives and I was doing some research and the consensus is that the rate of sea level rise is projected to rise by about what's half a meter one and a half feet yeah by 2100 So what is that? Eighty years from now, it's gonna go up a foot and a half across the entire globe. Dang, is what they're projecting. That's crazy. Now they have. We'd been all be in trouble. Projecting like a two or three millimeter rise every year. See, that would cause me fear. Right? Doesn't that cause you fear? A foot and a half is actually a lot when you're distributing that over um, the entire world. The entire world. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of water. So the Maldives only sit six meters above the water. Yeah. Or six feet. Three meters, right? And and the um, isn't the isn't Venice even less? Like the high point is yeah, three point two feet. So, <laughs> so those are like right on the water. They're basically floating areas. And and I was doing some research, and I'm wondering why are the Maldives sinking faster than Venice? Sure. And I didn't I didn't look that up. I said why why is the sea level rising? Blah blah. And it starts showing me that it, it's not rising, and they're sinking. And so, and so, um, it's showing me that Wait a second. based on the tectonic plates, it 
is determines how fast or slow they sink. Sure, yeah. And so Venice um, is just in the Mediterranean. Mm-hmm. It actually is uh, sinking faster than the Maldives. I think I, I said that wrong. So Venice is sinking faster than the Maldives mm. because of the tectonic plates in the Mediterranean for whatever reason. Interesting. And, and the Maldives is made up of mostly coral, which regrows and and you know sustains itself. So, so I then looked up why is Woodby Island? You know, what's our sea level rise? Why is it so? Like, why are they projecting a foot rise? Right, across if this water should world. go across the world, we should all be going up or sinking, you know, flooded by the same rate. Right, and right. and we're not seeing that happen, obviously, because Venice is obviously... Because things are actually sinking, flooded. not necessarily just getting flooded. Yeah, okay. and, and so that as stuff shifts, things move down and up and stuff. And so um, the Puget Sound is rising at a rate of about 2.5 milliliters per year, which is faster than everywhere else, apparently. Wow, that's terrifying. That should cause us straight fear. Terrifying, yeah. <laughs> so, all that to say, there's the average rate of sea level rise, okay. but none of it means anything because... Some every- things are shifting, and I mean, the tectonic plates are, are shifting things up or down. Yeah, things yeah. are shifting up and down. We've seen old things uh, off the coast of Greece, old dock cities... That were giant port towns that were flooded over and then the water receded so much that now they're like miles away from the from the Mediterranean. Right, right. Yeah, things are totally shifting. You look at the mouth of the Columbia River. Um, I mean we're just in Long Beach and where there used to be telephone poles out on the beach has have now I mean these were thirty five foot, forty foot telephone poles are now completely under the sand. And and the beach has grown much 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 larger. But sand just blows. I mean, no, sand, I mean, I mean, sand blows and flows. The sand and then the dunes and then now the pine trees. And so it's created the the their their property has got larger, oh, not yeah. less. You know, and so to to that point, like that's you not said, a tectonic plate. No, though. no. But that's to your just... point about the seaports um, that used to be flooded and now sit on dry land, and people are like, why is there a dock in the middle of the land? Well, a hundred years ago, three hundred years ago, five hundred years ago, it used to be a port city. And so the all of the world's water just shifts various places. In, unless the land ice melts. Unless the land ice melts. <laughs> yeah. Well, there, you know, there's an interesting study. So University of Washington right here um, is, is a pretty well-known school. And you want to talk to us about that study that they did? This should help. I'm sorry. What are you talking about? The University of Washington case study that they did oh yeah yeah, yeah. That, so, and it's not a it's not a christian study it's totally you know if anything progressive and but it's science based wait the sea level rise study yeah the one where they did the sea levels um that have risen by 0.4 it, inches right it since only 1900 since 1900 so for the last i don't know i mean that's but the rate four inches to their defense the rate has been going up year over year over year Sure, but they're but they're expected to only rise an additional one point two to three point four inches uh, by twenty one hundred, and so that's been I don't know as it opposed just seems, to the other studies that say one point five feet. Yeah, it's just it just you know it's it shows you that one nobody can agree, two 
even in the liberal or conservative camps, there's differences of opinions, and and how you use the information it seems to be the culprit. Well, yeah, we go back to never let a good disaster disaster go to waste. When <laughs> when these studies are commissioned, they're not doing it just for the heck of it. Yeah, they're doing I'm bored. It I wonder what the sea levels are rising <laughs> because we need funding for this project, exactly. and they need to know: Are we affected by global warming? What's the sea level rise? Boom, right, we're affected. Right. Well, let's get funding for this project. For those of you that want to practice in critical thinking, I would suggest that whenever you read a study, a case study like one of these, go back and dig through the study and see who commissioned or funded that project. You're, like like you said, it wasn't. It's not just the goodness of their heart or their boredom or their natural curiosity, like it used to be. Some some cases there are. It's somebody's curiosity. They're sitting on the beach and they're like, where does all the sand, what can I do with this? You know, But a lot of the times it's commissioned and funded by somebody who needs a talking point, needs a bullet on their eval, needs some funding for a project, needs to create jobs real quick, needs to stand up whatever. And so it's just, it's hard in a fallen world to not be cynical, but also it's hard to have real-life conversations with people who are just so caught up by fear that this is going to happen. This has this, you know, you've heard it all the time, and you hear things enough, and it becomes relative truth to you. And so... Um, yeah, but I think everyone's kind of turned off after COVID when it's like, you know, they'll do a case study for the whatever temporary drug or test, uh, yeah. COVID test. And so they'll do a case study on people, but they won't do a case study on masks or anything else. And so if it's oh, like right. a product that they're selling or that's government subsidized, mm -hmm. all for it. But if it's like, hey, you have to wear a mask, but we're not selling masks. They're not government you know, provided. There's no funding coming through masks. It's just mom and dad sitting at home sewing a mask together. <laughs> no one's making money off that. No one's going to do a case study on it. No one cares. Mm. And so if there's no money behind it, right? nobody cares. Money talks, everything else walks. So the um, topic that has been trending over the last decade, global warming, climate change, where will this go in our future? What does this look like? If you're a non-believer, this is all you have, right? We ha if, if, you, if you don't believe in anything after death, then this is what you have, this in space. You got you to gotta live... Under the water, you got to live on this earth. You got to go out and find a new planet. Absolutely, you should be concerned with saving this or figuring out a way to get off this planet or figuring out a way to build a city under the water because this is all you have and your generations have and your legacy. If you believe that when you die, there's something after this life, then it gives you the freedom to kind of step back and look at this with rational eyes and say, hmm. Why do people say this or that? What is behind this or that? And I think there's a lot of um, peace that comes from that. You can sleep better at night. <laughs> there's a lot of other uh, ancillary physical, mental uh, reasons that make this helpful. But ultimately, spiritually, uh, it gives us hope for the future. So um, anything else you want to end this on? Um, yeah. I mean, I... When I was shown that um, greenhouse gases thing by Al Gore, I was in elementary school. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, that sounds pretty bad. I didn't know what the, like, they were saying the end effect was. Right. <laughs> and then I remember seeing a photo 
because I was looking it up. I was in fifth grade, and I was like looking it up. What is greenhouse gas? A lot of stuff. And one of the first articles came up was like Al Gore's house versus George Bush's house. Mm. <laughs> and George Bush's house is 100% renewable energy, wind, solar. Texas farmhouse out in yeah. the ranch. <laughs> it's not even on the grid anywhere. And then Al Gore's house is this huge mansion, you know, with as many lights as can be, <laughs> fifty cars, and yeah. <laughs> um, but I, th- I think that I have been convinced by one of my friends that climate change is accelerating. Sure. Um, and it and it very well could be human causation yeah. of that. Yeah. But I am also convinced by. The research I've done, and by listening to very liberal thinkers that I normally would never agree with, break this down like these Nobel winners. Break this down for me and say, "Yeah, it's real, but it's not end times real." Right. You know, right. We're not. We're not going to kill off all the people in the world. We're not going to lose fifty percent of our land. The world's not going to burn up. Right. Or melt away. Um. So I, I think it's important to, like you said, have some hope for what the future holds and not mm. be totally, oh my goodness, we're going to die. I shouldn't even have kids. I mean, there's people thinking, I don't even want to bring kids into this world because. Right, right. And so if it's you're exactly living your what life Satan like wants. that. Yeah. Yep. Oh man. Oh man. Do some research, I would say, before you make a huge <laughs> Crit- decision critically, like that. <laughs> critically think, yeah. Travel some. You know, there's, we're going to talk about one of these uh, episodes. We're going to talk about travel and there's some real actual tangible benefits to traveling in that most people who grew up in the city and never get out to see things, I can, I can absolutely see why they would have that hold to that view. Like, Oh my gosh, there's so many people. I'll never, there's smog everywhere. There's smog. I I can't get people out, but travel some, you know, go to, just go to another state in the U S let alone, you know, another country, all of Europe can fit into, you know, one or two states. So, (laughs) There's a lot of places that people can live. We've got people building their own islands out of plastic trash off the coast of Mexico. And so people are resourceful. We're going to we're going to make it. <laughs> but don't let fear be the guide of your life. Let hope be the guide of your life. Amen. And with that, as my kids would say, thanks for Thank you for listening to another episode of the Anavivo podcast. We welcome your feedback and ideas. You can learn more about us by simply Googling the word Anavivo. This podcast is supported by listeners like you. I am a licensed real estate broker with Compass Real Estate and a nationwide real estate matchmaker. We consult with you for free, find and vet the right real estate professional that specializes in the area and niche you need, are paid by that professional, And they get clients like yourself who want and need their unique specialty or winning track record. If you or someone you know is in the market to buy or sell real estate anywhere in the U.S., don't simply web search the highest paying advertiser. Let us use our licensed experience to find and vet the real and best professional for you. It costs you nothing but a phone call or email with me and it saves my clients financially and emotionally. I'd be honored to serve and you can reach me direct by email at tim.c.miller at outlook.com. And as always, to God be the glory. <laughs>